Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Jason Friedlander, owner of 365 Gym in Glendale, Arizona. How are you doing today, sir? I'm uh, great, man. How about yourself? Doing great. Doing great. Excited about this. Excited to learn more about you and 365. So let's start there. Tell us what 365 is all about. Uh, 365 Gym. Uh, we're a, a very small private gym, uh, sort of a boutique gym in northern Phoenix, Arizona, uh, just uh, uh, outside uh, in, in Glendale Park. Um, we pride ourselves on uh, strength and conditioning. Um, I say, I, I always say that because, uh, strength is, uh, one of my passions as a coach and, and trainer there, um, as well as the conditioning part to help athletes from all backgrounds sort of get in the best shape of their life, uh, through fitness, health, and wellness. So, you know, we're a small gym up in Northern, Northern Arizona, uh, to, to, you know, helping people get fit. Awesome, man. So give us a little background, um, on your history in the industry, uh, what kind of things have been your major milestones leading up to the current incarnation of 365? Yeah, so my background, uh, just it's pretty common, just like every other person. I would just say the, a couple of differences is in my background is the resiliency. Uh, that's kind of been like sort of like our, or at least for me personally, that's kind of been my backbone to um, helping us, me, myself push forward. Um, I started out uh, just like any other person playing uh, sports in high school, college. Uh, and then um, my background, it's kind of a funny story. So I actually uh, lived in LA for quite a, quite a while. And um, I had a job uh, on, on a beach in LA. And I remember sitting there uh, a, while, a while back and just not happy with my job. And so I asked myself, like, you know, what would make me happy? Uh, what, what are my passions? What are my goals? And it just clicked. It was kind of a no-brainer. Uh, I've always enjoyed helping people. And um, I've always enjoyed, you know, helping people see the best version of themselves. So I literally walked in one day. I had this <laughs> very uh, uh, elaborate job. And I just quit and went to go be a personal trainer at a local gym. Uh, moved back down to Phoenix, which is where I was from. And um, got a job at a 24-hour fitness out here. Uh, and then you know, through that, you know, job, I, you know, met a bunch of clients, uh, established a bunch of relationships in the fitness industry and eventually, you know, opened up, you know, or I went as a private trainer. And then I went, uh, when I was a private trainer, uh, from there, I, uh, worked at a, another gym where, you know, it was myself and, uh, 10 other trainers. And, um, I, I really learned from there sort of curated a, like training style, I guess, if you will, uh, of what I liked and what I didn't like, uh, working with other people from other backgrounds and other, you know, outlooks on fitness. And then uh, I did that for roughly three years. And then eventually one day decided that I don't want to work for or pay rent to anybody else, or, you know, I want to be able to do the type of training that I want to do without, you know, uh, you know, uh, being bothersome to other uh, clients and trainers in a, in a, in a boutique gym. So I opened up my own warehouse and from there that 
eventually grew, you know, we're 10 years in and that eventually grew to what I have now, uh, which is a commercial spot uh, inside of, uh, in Phoenix. And, um, you know, it, it was, it's been an amazing journey. Um, you know, go, going from a, a small 500 square foot warehouse to what we have now, uh, you know, we sort of grew that, uh, progressively year and year and year. I will say this, you know, it's crazy because, uh, one of the things that I think when people, uh, if anybody's out there that wants to open a gym or is thinking about opening a gym, you have to take into account that you're going to grow. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. You have to take into account that because, you know, it's funny when you first open a gym and you think, okay, I'm going to put this weight rack here. I'm going to put this treadmill here. And I'm going to, oh, I can use this for my dumbbell set. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a squat rack. There's always going to be things you're going to want to add on. <laughs> and you never really like, sort of like, you sort of just run out of room. So I think anybody that has a passion for, you know, being a coach or trainer and wanting to grow themselves, uh, you know, think that having that foresight in growing, uh, you know, ex, you know, uh, ex, extra every year is super important, but you know, anybody out there that's looking to, you know, own a gym or have their own gym, you definitely have taken into consideration. You have to grow. So, um, yeah, we were, we were able to grow very good over the last 10 years. Um, and, uh, very blessed to, you know, for what we have. So, yeah. Awesome, man. So I want to get a little bit, I think you have a unique take in the industry because you said, um, you know, you started off in 500 square feet and you grew and you grew, but there was a point where, um, you embraced growth, embraced growth. And then at a certain point, you actually felt like it was too much and your fulfillment was suffering. And I don't mean your fulfillment for your clients, but you personally weren't having the relationships with people that you wanted to, and you made a big pivot. So can you, can you go into that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when we, when I first opened up my very first warehouse, um, one of the things is it was super, super tough, uh, because, you know, we started from nothing. I remember, you know, going to, you know, gyms that were closing, going to junkyards. I remember going to wherever I could that could give me some sort of exercise equipment. And when I started, I started with like a barbell, maybe a handful of bumper plates and, um, uh, one, one squat rack. Like I literally had, I remember I'll never forget because coming from a boutique gym with 10 other trainers, I still had a business. Um, and so when I decided to move into my own, uh, uh, gym, I didn't have anything with me. Like I relied on the gym owner at the time for all the equipment. I relied on everybody else to provide, you know, all that stuff for me. Um, so when I went to move into my own place, I had nothing and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, when through that, uh, having nothing, you start to establish relationships like, okay, this is what we're going to do today. You know, these people trust you. They, you know, they know that, you know, you're going to provide them a good workout and you're going to provide them uh, good coaching. And then eventually the better I got at coaching and the better I got at providing that sort of uh, product, uh, it helped me grow and grow and grow to a point where I was able to make the decision of moving from, you know, originally a 500 square foot uh, facility to a 4,000 square foot facility. Now that's, you know, uh, in a matter of three years, that's a huge jump in three years. Mind you, this is all by myself. Like I didn't, at the time I didn't, you know, I, I still today don't have any partners. So every, everything that is being done is done through me. And I don't, I didn't, I don't take out any loans or I don't put anything on credit cards. Cause 
the entire time I was independent, all I knew was cash, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't really think, oh, let me partner with this guy or let me take out this loan. So for me to go from 500 to 4,000 in a three-year span uh, by myself was a huge, you know, jump. And so with that being said is I, I made that choice to, to expand. And uh, one of the things that got me to that expansion was how uh, great the product that I was providing was, was the service I was providing. And that is the relationships with people. Uh, you know, when they come in, you know, they, they, they feel like they're a part of something that's, that's, not just, Hey, this, I'm, I'm only getting personal training here, or this is what I call my gym. They felt like they knew me. I was, a lot of people would tell me like, Oh, you're like my little brother. You know, like I just had those relationships where, you know, they're bringing their, their, their family in, they're bringing their friends in, which again, you know, it helped grow. But once I got too much, like I was, when I grew too much, the relationship started diminishing. And now my focus or my attention was more towards the business. Like, okay. How can I how can I fill this 4,000 square foot space with more equipment? Or how can I, you know, uh, create more revenue in the door? How can I, you know, cause again, once you get to that position, you have to maintain it, you know, like it just doesn't, you know, doesn't, okay, you're good. And then you sit back, you have to maintain that. And so with that being said is <clears throat> there was a lot of work that was involved in that. And I started noticing that the things that got me to there were being lost, like the relationships with my clients, like the, the, the relationships I had with people, uh, you know, not just from people that knew me from a fitness standpoint, but like my friends and my family, those relationships were diminishing too. And so I, I made a decision in uh, 2018 to I literally just like the same decision I made when I quit my job uh, in California, I made a decision, just give it all up and throw it all away. Like I just literally put everything I owned in a storage unit and threw it all away. And uh, I took a month where I decided is personal training for me? Do I still want to do this? Cause I was very, sort of burnt by, uh, you know, the fact that those relationships were gone. And yeah, and so I decided that I still loved it. I still had a passion for helping people. I still had a passion for personal training. But from there, I, I moved into a thousand square foot warehouse again, kind of back to where I was the happiest, back to where I felt the most complete, back to where I felt the most, uh, I could provide the most value for people. And for the past three and a half years, we've been in this thousand square foot warehouse. And I gotta be honest with you, it's crazy. I, I can't explain it. I don't know how it happened, but I'm doing more business now in my thousand square foot facility than I was doing in the 4,000 square foot facility. It, it's nuts. I, I, I always, people always ask me like, how is that even possible? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm happier. Maybe, I'm, maybe, maybe the people are happier. I don't know. It's crazy. So, you know, I, I just always find it kind of funny because again, looking back in hindsight, if I had known that, you know, that misery or that, you know, unhappiness was going to come with that extra space, I'd have never took it. I would have just kept doing what I was doing. But I know now, because honestly, like I would still have those pipe dreams if I didn't do it. And, and I'm glad I did it because I learned so much from that, from that failure. Yeah. And, and I think for you to come out of it, to be where you are now, if you want to call it a failure, um, I mean, it's your life. You can call it that. It doesn't look like that from the outside, but I guess some people call it failing forward. That's kind of the oh, yeah. here, the, the buzzword sure. these days. So one of the things that's swirling around my head and I have to ask, um, you've done this, you've been a one man show for 10 years now. And even through these different stages of growth, 
why not ever any other trainers? Why not ever, you know, anything other than just Jason and the clients? Like what I'm sure the thought has had to have crossed your mind, but what's the thought process? Because a lot of people will do that, right? They grow into this bigger space and they're right. I get this bigger space. I can only do so much. Maybe I need another trainer. Maybe I need to do big group training. Like how, how have you stood with, you know what? I'm the guy, I'm the brand. This is, you know, this is what I want. Like, talk us through that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really one word fear. <laughs> uh, no, in all honesty, um, I used to have this client, uh, very successful dude, uh, you know, multimillionaire guy and owns a ton of businesses. And, and I would always, as you know, it's funny cause I, respect my clients so much and I look to them for advice as much as they look to me for their fitness and health advice I look to them for advice that their expertise in too and so I used to have this client I used to train and he was so smart at at business and I used to ask him you know hey man you know how do you what was your decision like to come to this and he would always tell me and he would always say to me he'd always say you know you can't do everything and you can't do everything by yourself so if you want to do something you have to pick you know, do you want to only run a business or do you want to only coach people? And the answer to the question is, you know, about, you know, why has it been just a one man show? Um, number one, I think it's, it's a fear of failing and sort of letting other people down when something isn't going wrong, but also the excitement that maybe it's the pride in myself that, Hey, you know, when something does go right, it's like, okay, I take a lot of pride in it. Um, not that I'm reluctant or unable to give up any sort of uh, duties or anything like that. It's just more along the lines of I'm very um, happy with what I'm doing. I, I'm so ecstatic with what I'm doing. And I don't know, I would love to share other that joy with other people. And I have shared that joy with other people before. Don't get me wrong. Like I've had, when we were in our 4,000 square facility, we had a dozen trainers that used to work at our gym. We had uh, people that would you know, come in and out. We've, you know, I've hired other partners to help with certain areas like our, our media marketing and things like that. But honestly, like I just, I, I don't, the, the consume, the consumption of what I had to go through to make that one gym work is not the same. I wouldn't want that on anybody. You know, I, I wouldn't want that on anybody. So the stress that it took to make that facility, even just stay afloat, um, I wanted to just bear that burden myself. I did, I guess I didn't want to, 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 to um, relinquish any of those duties to do that, be, uh, to, to, to move forward, because uh, I took a lot of pride in what I was doing by myself. So um, today, if someone said, hey, Jason, you know, let's do this, let's partner up, let's do this. Um, I would, but my passions aren't really to grow my gym anymore. My passions aren't really to get bigger or have more clients or do that. My passion right now is to it's it's to create that relationships that I had when I first got into training 15 years ago. And it's to just have sustainability and longevity. I, I can't stress that enough. I mean, it's, it's, it's so crazy because we all want like a guaranteed paycheck or a guaranteed uh, source of income, which is totally fine. Like I, I love that. Uh, but I think that what helps me sleep easy at night is knowing that um, I have people that are going to, that are going to have my back no matter what, and that they know that I'll have their back no matter what. And so that, that relationship is what I look for. And, and at that point, you know, when you have that relationship with your clients or even like your, 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 uh, what you do for a living, it's not work like as, as cliche and as sort of 
you know, corny as it sounds, if you love what you do, you don't have to work a day in life. It's actually very true because I don't go to work every day. It's like I spend uh, all my day coaching clients and, and coaching kids. And it's like, this is just what I love to do. It doesn't feel like work. The benefits are just that we, I, you know, I get uh, compensated for it. It's, but I mean, I've always said I would do this for free if I didn't have, I mean, I would do it for free, obviously, but I have a, a family to provide for and, and, and a roof to put over my head, but I really would. Like, I just love what I do so much and it shows in my product. So. Yeah. If you, if you hit the lottery tomorrow, you still might be there on Monday coaching. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, without a doubt, my clients would yell at me and be like, Hey, where are you at? I don't care who you are. <laughs> uh, awesome, man. So I want to spend a little bit of time. Um, there were some things we talked about before we hopped on the air where um, you feel like you've got some insight, some behind the scenes, you know, kind of fitness business, fitness industry knowledge, things that you think uh, should be out there. So kind of want to just go open forum for you and, and give you, give you a few minutes to hop in there and, and share some of the things that you'd like to get out there uh, before we, you know, and, and we'll come back around to you in the business before we wrap up. But I know there were some things on your mind. So yeah, for sure. Let's for chat. Sure. Yeah. So I would just say this. So, um, you know, one of the things I really, really wish that I had uh, when I was coming up is I wish I had a sort of a guide uh, to help me sort of sift and see through, you know, the real. And I don't want to use the word fake because, you know, obviously it's real. You can touch it. Right. So it's tangible. But um, sort of something that's going to help me sort of see through, you know, all the, the clutter, if you will, of in the fitness industry. And, um, you know, I have a background in uh, not a background, but <clears throat> I've been in the when I say deep in the fitness industry, like I've been deep in the fitness industry for a long time, like shoulder to shoulder with some of your supplement company CEOs to, you know, uh, being uh, right next to people that represent brands and products. And um, my, my biggest thing is this. I will tell, I'll tell you this. I went into a deep, dark hole in being skeptic and jaded when it comes to excitement in the fitness industry, right? So because, you know, I spent so many years behind the scenes of, of fitness. And I want to say fitness industry, I'm talking like, I'm not talking like exercise science or the human uh, uh, body of it, like the nutrition side or, or that I'm talking like the, the draws in the, the, um, the, the, the uh, popular viral videos in this is fitness or, you know, lifting this weight is this is fitness or, doing these sort of circuits, this is fitness. Like I'm talking that, that, that side of it, like the, uh, the, 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 uh, influencers, if you will, uh, and those types of people, like, uh, you know, being shoulder to shoulder with those people or being side to side by some of those major, you know, people, you know, it's crazy because you work your whole life or not work your whole life, but as a young trainer, you sort of, uh, idolize or emulate some of these sort of quote unquote influencers and how do you want to build your brand or how do you want to build your product? Or you sort of highlight that, that, um, okay, this is who I'm the most uh, relatable to. So I'm going to, you know, build my product off of that template. Cause that's who I relate the most to. And I'll be honest with you, man, that, that, that's sort of a, it's a false hope because that template is their, or she said their template, uh, he or she is always changing. Like it's crazy. Like I remember, I'll never forget this one story but there's a very, very popular influencer, fitness influencer uh, on social media right now. And um, he, I remember like, I was at a show one time, a, a bodybuilding fitness expo, and I had heard 
from, you know, being around some people that um, this supplement company, quote unquote, a, a very popular supplement company was being bought out by uh, overseas investors. And they were going to change their entire label and they were going to, you know, basically drop all their athletes and sort of go to a household, you know, quote unquote, Walmart, Walmart brand, uh, Walmart supplement brands are, they're, they're, they're just, they're done at that point. They've done their, they're buying at that point. Anyways. Um, so anyways, I say that because, you know, after I had heard that at this expo, uh, this fitness influencer who was with this brand got online the next day and was like, oh, I'm choosing to not go with this brand uh, because I'm going to move forward in my own direction. Yada, yada. No, you got dropped by your brand. And it's like, you didn't tell the truth. And when I heard that, I say that story because I'm not, this isn't a, 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 a hatred or anything like that. So this is more of like a, you know, like a, a um, like a true thing. I was like, well, no, it's because that's, that's what happened. So their template now is changing. And it's like, when I realized that when I, as a young person, when I heard that my heart kind of sank, because I was like, wow, like, this is really fake. Like, this is really not real. And so I say that because if you're genuine, and you really, really, you know, if you're passionate, and you have that your own template, like the one that you want to follow, and you're truthful with everything that you do, you're going to be successful. But I think that, um, you know, uh, you know, it, 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 it's crazy to me how much we sort of emulate other templates and it's like, no, oh, those are ever changing. So I think the only advice I would give to anybody out there that's thinking about, you know, building their own brand or building their own template of how to, you know, be successful in the fitness industry is you really have to go with what your passions are, with what you know, with what, you know, you deem is the right way uh, and not sort of, it, it kind of hone out on everything else. In fact, I know we're, we're running out of time here, but you know, it's funny. I'm not even like people realize I'm not even on social media. Like I don't have a social media platform. Um, you know, I, I try to stay off of social media as much as I can, uh, other than to, you know, give a little bit of insight to my clients' lives or like I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, do a couple of videos for my, the kids that I trained for their parents and stuff like that too. But, you know, as far as, you know, so I don't, I don't try to emulate anything. I don't try to, to, I don't, I don't try to, to follow anybody, you know, because of those reasons, because it's like, wow, you really don't know you know, what's real, what's not, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's just my only thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate the insight because there is, there's so much that's optics these days. There's so much that's about, you know, what does it look like on social media? What does it look like, you know, for, you know, advertisements or what, yeah. what role are we playing for various people? And mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, just, you know, it's overused and cliched, but keeping it real is, is a value that kind of gets lost a lot these days. And, you know, I, I think, oh, for sure. you know, I see it with, you know, it's, it's easy. It's conversations. I have a lot with kids. It's like, Hey, you know, I want to go and do X, Y, Z because this YouTuber is making millions of dollars or, you know, this person is on Instagram and like, a lot of that is fake. So it's the same thing, right? Like just yeah. because this person is like, you know, I got a 50 inch chest and I have 8 million followers on Instagram and I'm, I'm all natural. And it's just, you know, hard work and exercise over the last three months. It's just like a lot of it is just like, what product are you selling? Where are you coming yeah. from? I'm like, what's, yeah. In, um, and, I, and I think, I think to that point, I also think to that point, it's like, you know, it, it it's you, 
you'll know the real ones. Like, and I say, say, you know, because they're, you can see, you can physically see in their face, their passion they have. You can physically see, you know, you can see through their actions, their mannerisms, their body language, like everything that they do is just straight passion. And when you know that, when you physically see that in person, you know that you're like, oh yeah, I truly know that, you know, this person is genuine when they're speaking. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's like, uh, I, I, again, I don't want to, sort of turn this on on anything but i will say this it's like you know it's just it's crazy because you know um i'm a huge advocate for you know making sure that you know we we speak into what we say and um you know i think that when someone says hey i'm gonna help you like we're gonna do this together and they get excited they get excited for you and they get excited to help you you know make those changes you know i've been on both sides of you know both you know the depression side and the enthusiasm side and i can promise you right now like it's it's very it's very difficult to get out of that you know uh, what was me mindset, right? especially by yourself. But you know when you have other people that are you know kind of uh, uh, you know not not reaching out their hands, sort of speaking and, and saying, hey, come with me, I'll help you get out of this, and we're going to do this together. You know when you see that in a person, it, it makes it so much better. So I think that you know when it comes to you know people, you 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 can see like what what's real, and you can physically see you know, and it makes you excited as a person. It makes me excited when, when someone's like, Hey, you know what? I just, uh, I got this new job. This one of my clients, I guess there's new promotion at work. I'm so super excited about it. Uh, it's going to take away from the gym time. I'm probably going to have to leave, you know, great. I'm super excited. I'm not thinking like, Oh my God, I just lost this client, whatever we get. I'm like, dude, this is what we've been working for. This is what we've been training for. This is what we, this enthusiasm that you have, this excitement that you have for things outside of fitness. That's what we've been working for. And I think that that speaks volumes to us as people when it comes to like being actually genuinely happy, uh, not just for ourselves, but for others too. So I know we kind of went off on a, on a left turn here, but you know, I, I just think that my passion is people. That's my passion. So. I think that's probably the, the most common thread of successful trainers, coaches, business owners, what, whatever you group it in, in the industry is if you have a passion for people you know, work ethic to back it up, a lot of other good things will happen if you stick with it. So oh yeah. before we let you go, I just want to bring it back full circle here about you and about 365. Um, is there anything on the horizon, any big changes for you? Is it just more of the same, just, you know, just crushing it with, um, you know, keeping the clients you have as long as you can. Are there any any things that you're doing? Are you adding value services? Are you, you know, going into any other realms yeah. or just head down, keep doing the work, doing the things that make you happy? Uh, you know, honestly, that's a great question. Um, it's, and, and, and I'm not ashamed to say that, no, it's the same. It, it is the same. Um, I, I'm not, like I said, I, growing the gym and getting more clients and making more money and stuff like that. That's not me. That's, that's not where it's at for me. And I'm not ashamed to say that because honestly, you know, I've been on that side and you know, those aren't where my passions are. Um, if I could, I always said this, if I could impact just one person's life in this world, like just directly impact them where they're forever changed in the right direction. Uh, you know, I, I, I've always done my job, but no, it's for me, it's the same. It's I enjoy what I do so much so that, I get up every single day at 3.30 in the morning and I go into work uh, and I'm, I'm so ready to be there with everybody, hearing their stories, uh, hear, you know, watching them break plateaus. And it's, it's, so, it's so exciting for me to just, to just be there for them 
So yeah, no, I don't want to grow. I don't want nothing. I want to grow, but like, I don't want to, um, I don't want to say that I'm going to get a bigger gym or make more clients or anything else on the horizon. I mean, we're, I mean, I guess you could say like, we, we, we work with the, I work with the community a lot. I just wrapped up our 365 gym blanket drive, which, you know, I was homeless for a lot of my life. And one of the things that I always used to pray about when I was homeless was getting a blanket because it was so cold, you know, in Arizona, it does get cold, but <laughs> one of the things oh, yeah. I used to <laughs> pray sure. about it. Yeah. And, and I used to want a blanket when I was homeless. And um, so every year for the past 10 years, we've been doing a blanket drive and every year we just gather a bunch of blankets. We take them down to the homeless shelters you know, we just sort of give it a bonus. So I just wrapped that up uh, in the month of uh, January. Uh, we just donated a, uh, over, uh, uh, this year was 150 blankets. Last year was over 600 blankets. But, you know, we uh, we definitely help the community. I'm more about helping the community now as far as like growing in that aspect um, than worry, worried about like figures and marketing and stuff like that. And that's not, that's not where I want to grow up. That, I, I think that's a great answer. And in a lot of ways, it can be better than, you know, we always talk to people and they have these business goals and I usually I'll try to dig, but why, but what else do you want to do with it? Is it more time with your family? Is it, you know, college funds? Is it, you know, retirement? Is it community involvement? Is it charity? So for you, you're fulfilled by where you are as your business. Mm -hmm. And now you're, you're pursuing things outside of that. You may leverage the business to do it, but as far as the way the business looks today, you're happy, you're fulfilled. And I think that's great. So, oh, so yeah, yeah you know, I sure. think that's, there's a big lesson in that, that more, more can be great sometimes, but sometimes, um, you know, I think the saying, and I can't remember who, who made it popular, but, um, more isn't always better. Sometimes more yeah. is just more, right? Yeah. Yeah. It can be, but if you're at your point and you're, you know, you're at maximum fulfillment for what you want to do, find another yeah. direction. Well, I think in the last thing I'll say is too, is I think one of the things that we have to learn, um, what not just as business owners, but coaches and trainers and other just people in general, we have to learn what makes us happy and we have to learn what makes us fulfilled. Um, it, I, I, I wouldn't be here today. I, I would probably be on the opposite side saying, I want to grow my gym. I want to make more money. If I, if I hadn't gone through that trial of, you know, bigger gym, more clients, you know, more money. If I didn't go through that, I would definitely be, probably be on the opposite but the fact that i went through that and had gone through those those uh battles and gone through those those uh you know gone through those ups and downs with that i think that now that i could coming out of that it's like wow this is truly what i want so you know like i said i think knowing what makes us fulfilled knowing where our passions are spending time with ourselves and knowing that that i didn't i wouldn't i wouldn't know that today if i didn't spend time if i didn't take that month off between and really spend time with myself and go okay this is truly what I want as far as, you know, my career goes, my passion goes, my gym is my gym. I don't want, if you ask anybody that knows me, my gym is my baby. Like there's no one and there's nothing and no one in the world that's going to replace my gym, but my gym, it, it is everything, but it's also not in some senses. It's not my wife. It's not my friends. It's not my family. It's not my faith. It's not. It, and so those being able to compartmentalize those, each one of those categories has been a huge sort of you know, way, not only a way of maturity, but it's been a way of how I've been able to live my life. It's like, Hey, when I'm at work, I love my work. Uh, but, but my work brings me the most joy, but also this brings me joy too. And that brings me joy. And so I think that that was one of the things that I've learned over the last couple of years is how to be able to, to, to do that. So. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on today. I yeah. appreciate you sharing 
uh, dropping some some inside industry uh, info on us, some some of your history, some of your background. Uh, it's been great having you. I wish we weren't out of time, but we are. So um, again, just thank you so much for being here. Yeah, man, appreciate it. Appreciate everybody out there and appreciate, uh, you know, you guys having me on. Awesome. And to everybody out there listening, um, we appreciate you. We wouldn't be here without you. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Ward's nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Ward's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. It is your host, Jenna. I am here today with Steve Cologne out of Macon, Georgia with Tau Training Facility. How are you doing, Steve? Good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, first thing I want to say to you, of course, is thank you. Um, I think it always says a lot when the busy gym owner entrepreneur can take an hour out of their day and contribute back to their own industry. Um, that's huge. So thank you for doing that. Heck yeah. Okay, sweet. Steve, let's do this. Let's lay off the scene, paint the picture for the listeners to just have a better understanding of what got you into the industry and what's led you to where you're at right now. Yeah. Um, so originally, originally from uh, West Palm Beach, Florida, South Florida, um, grew up playing baseball my whole life. Um, probably, I would say my sophomore year of college um, is when we found CrossFit. Uh, me and my twin brother found CrossFit. Um, at that time, I was a heavier set person. Um, I was leaning like around like 215, 220-ish um, playing ball. Um, you know, and I, I lifted my whole life, right? I was comfortable in the gym, um, but I found this avenue where, you know, I could, I could exhale, kind of like exhale my fitness level to a whole different level. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a whole different level. Yeah. Um, so I started CrossFit around that time. And basically leading up to my graduation um, is when I moved back home. I had one more class that I was commuting back and forth to Miami. Um, and I found this gym uh, that I started working at. Um, they gave me an opportunity. They gave me, um, you know, I was using that opportunity basically for credit hours for school to graduate. Um, and so I started, you know, training uh, groups, um, started doing some personal training one-on-one, -on -one, um, and it kind of just stuck with me. Um, you know, out of college, I landed a job in um, a lawyer's office uh, doing PI work, um, and throughout my six years there, um, I trained almost everybody in the gym, um, whether it was my manager um, I got her ready for her wedding. Um, and then basically the attorney I worked for too, as well, I trained him and his wife, 
uh, for the wedding. And then I trained her while she was uh, pregnant with their first nice. child. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that, that got me into the training scene and that's kind of how things started. Yeah, no, that's awesome. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I always hear either two types of startup stories and it's usually, oh my gosh, I never thought that I would do this in a million years. I, it wasn't my goal at all. And then it's usually like I was an athlete. I got into personal training. Didn't really, I just thought I was always going to be a personal trainer and then boom, now I have a facility. So, um, that's pretty cool. So with that being said, what I would love for us to do now is, is walk the listeners through the services that you offer, uh, just so they can get a better feel of what you are doing in the facility in a day-to-day. -day. Yep. Um, so we mainly tailor to uh, small group training. Um, I do offer one-on-one -on -one training um, if, if certain clients, um, if that tailors to certain clients. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really big into um, rehab, rehabilitation. Um, I'm not certified yet, but my inspiration is to go back to school for PTA school and, and then add, you know, add some type of rehabilitation services, you know, to what we offer at the gym. Yeah. Um, you know, we're a smaller, smaller gym. Um, right now, I think I'm holding about 50 members okay. um, due to, you know, pandemic and all that and, and oh. just how to how we had to restructure some things. Um, but normally we, you know, we're working strength and conditioning based exercises and, and programs. Um, I like to do, you know, six to 12 week uh, strength cycles um, or even aerobic cycles where we'll cycle on, cycle off. Um, test in, test out, and just to give those clients something to work towards, mm -hmm. right? Have, have, that, have that goal to start and then have that end goal at the end. Mm -hmm. um, I really work with a lot of new members that are coming in uh, to the program with nutrition, just understanding nutrition, um, you know, what's good, what's not good, you know, those, those different things on what they need to be doing in their day-to-day -day life, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. our, program that, our program that we sell is a lifestyle change. Uh, so anything, you know, that has to do with lifestyle, sleep, attitude, you know, hydration. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about it and we're going to provide our clients with all that information. Yeah, I love that. You know, the, the things that you just touched on there are realistically what makes up the value of a business. So if those things are not in check and on point, then people aren't going to stay and your prices will never be justified, right? Because the value's not there. We always correlate a price with a value. So um, with that being said, um, so I, my, I was going to eventually transition into, are you doing nutrition one-on-ones, you know, things like that, which of course you are. So I guess the kind of the route I want to take next is you're at 50 clients right now. Um, is that a number where we're like, yeah, we're good. Um, or, are we like, we, we could ramp it up a notch? Yeah, I think in the gym business, I don't think we're ever satisfied with the number of members we have, right? Okay. Attrition happens. Um, you know, I just added 15 new members going into the new year. And, you know, I, I lost three that were basically here on like a work, like a work visa, in a sense. Um, their job is done, so they go back home, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I would be comfortable and, you know, numbers tell me, you know, I'll be comfortable at 75 and that's what we could hold here at the facility. 
Um, and that's, that's packing out each class with 15 members. Um, but my goal is to, you know, definitely take that number a lot higher and, um, you know, eventually get a bigger facility or go back to the same facility size that we were pre, uh, previous uh, to, to this current move. Yeah. And, and I always love when people are like, yeah, 75 is the goal, but I'm kind of wanting to like, why not more? Um, let's kind of, let's, let's go with it and beat that even. And then let's open up another space or move into a different space or have two locations or whatever it may be. It's such an exciting time because that's not a small feat. You know, that's a big deal. Um, so I want to ask you, what are we currently doing to aid in that growth, right? So to see new faces, get talking to new people, add to the culture, what are we doing for that? Yeah, um, so it's just me really right now as a coach and an owner. Uh, so I'm wearing all the hats. So oh, yeah. um, on the side of marketing, uh, I really just try to use Facebook, social media um, to launch different ads. Um, a lot of clients that are coming in, we're in a small town. So a lot of clients that are coming in are word of mouth. Mm -hmm. um, and I find those clients to be uh, just a little bit better coming in because, you know, I, I trust the client that, that is bringing these people in. Right. So, you know, I could, I, I could work the relationship a little better um, to get them, to get them in. Um, but really it's just, you know, I, I try to keep up with the content that I put out on Instagram and social media um, try to promote basically their on-ramp program. So we start, you know, we're, we're promoting a 12-week on-ramp program. Um, and I try to basically just be upfront with everybody on what they're going to get. Right? Yeah. Um, so through, you know, through Facebook, through Instagram, you know, we're marketing that stuff. And, and then the clients are also, you know, word of mouth bringing clients in. Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple of things I want to touch on there with that. One, I'm, I'm always going to edify word of mouth, right? Because well, one, we can never stop it. Um, we can always improve it, but it's something that's always going to be there naturally. And like you made a great point that usually it's our OG clients that are the ones that going, they're going to church, they're going to the grocery store, they're going wherever, right? And they're, they're, they're naturally being our salesmen with, without even really realizing it. They just, they believe in you. They have full conviction in you, your services. It's a very easy sale, if you will. So by the time these people are coming in, you're just getting them signed up, ready to rock. So not really much sales process involved. It's, it's a pretty quick, swift process. Plus they usually stick around for a long time because they fit the culture. Um, so I'm always going to edify that, but then there's the flip end of it with word of mouth where it's uncontrollable. It's a slow trickle. Um, we can never really speed it up if we ever need to for growth purposes, right? Um, plus, and I had a friend tell me one time, you know, it's like, think about it. Most of the time when we're wanting to, we see a facility or we're out and about, we, you know, we're searching these facilities on Google and on Instagram and on Facebook. You think about it. That's the place people go to find out about you. So that transitions into like, okay, paid advertising. We're making sure without a doubt it's put in front of them, like that we are making sure it's like, we're not the best kept secret in town type thing. I always use that phrase. But um, so that leads me to, as far as anything that's paid right now, um, how many new faces are you seeing monthly from that, let's say on average? Um, I think this past month with, you know, word of mouth, clients 
calling, looking us up on the internet, uh, paid advertisement. Um, I think we're around 30 to about 40 um, leads per month. Okay, cool. This past month was about 30 to 40. Okay, yeah, 30 to 40. So how many of those would we say on average that we're converting to actually consistent paying members? Now they're a part of the squad, like they're here. Um, So out of the 30 to 40, I signed up 15 this month. So, um, you know, a little bit under 50%, I would say. Yeah. Okay, cool. So what, um, as far as growth goes, um, I I always have two rules of thumbs, rules of thumbs when it comes to paid advertising. I'll share them with you here. Um, is because there's, you know, we know that that's a proven way to, to speed up lead flow and really control our growth. We can slow it down when we need to, when we're at a happy place, whatever it may be. So I always say the first thing, find an expert, which is huge. You know, most of the time I hear people, you know, they were like, yeah, we have a marketing company in our town or my cousin's sister's friend, you know, has a marketing degree and all these different things. So I always say, find an expert in your industry where they quite literally only do marketing in the fitness space or whatever space it may be. Um, From there, I always say they need to have, of course, proven success. Like it's gotta be a proven thing. Um, Because you know what these companies are able to do that typically we cannot in this space is we don't have the time or bandwidth to do all their research and find out what's hitting the hardest. And, you know, the algorithms are ever changing on Facebook, Instagram. Like we don't have that time to go and figure all that out. And you know what else we don't have is all of the money to put into that, to trial and error it, right? Like we don't, we don't have all the money just to fork out into that where these companies do. Um, So that's my first rule of thumb. So I say that the next thing from there, let's say, okay, cool. You find your expert, they have success, you know, whatever it may be is to strive to bare minimum, have a three to one return on your ad spend. So let's say putting a hundred bucks in, getting 300 bucks out. I would say if not, I, I always suggest to stick to word of mouth if that's not the return we're getting because we're we're not really growing in that sense, right? Um, so those are my two little things about paid advertising that are have found most effective for most people, right? Yeah. And and I think I think that's you know it's it's important to have you know that expert that helps you. Um, I do I do pay a company, um, Factory Forge, uh, Chris Thornsdyke. Uh, runs the the company. He's a 10 year going on, maybe more 12 year uh, gym owner out of Gainesville, uh, Florida. His wife actually hired me for my first uh, training job back when I started. Nice. So we have a personal relationship together. Um, You know, I'm I'm in his mentoring group. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so he puts out all that content, you know, make sure I'm running things the right way. Um, and it, and it does work. Um, you know, I'm spending probably about 20 bucks, maybe 15 bucks a day on just paid advertisement. Um, and it's all built in through what I charge for the membership, right. For new, new members coming in, you know, all that is already laid out. So where I'm not dipping back into my bank account and being like, wow, I, I got to cough up another thousand dollars to try to get more people in. It should quite literally be paying for itself. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. and that's basically what it's doing. It's, it's that revolving door. Um, you know, these 15 new members, um, really, it's going to set me up for probably about four, five months of advertisement. 
right? Mm -hmm. Every, every new person I get, I just throw an extra hundred or $2 into that, say, uh, marketing budget. And yeah. 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 It's huge. Cause you know, realistically we, we want to be essentially paying less than it takes us to acquire them. Right. Like yeah. if not, it doesn't really yeah. make much sense. So yeah, it's a good point. Um, what I want to touch on also with you is you being in the place right now where you're like, Hey, it's just me. Um, do we feel like that may kind of hinder us from growth in the future if we don't have some people there to take on a load as let's say, let's say we, you know, lead flow really picks up more people, which means it, more you know, problems, right? more, <laughs> yeah. so my <laughs> thing is with that is, is there, are we looking for other hands to kind of pick up the load when that lead flow picks up further? Uh, yes, of course. Um, yeah. You know, my, my goal and, and what I sit down with Chris about is, is, is talking about, you know, who's going to be that next employee. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just trying to get to a place where, you know, all the systems are laid out. Mm -hmm. So it's like an old machine. It's, it's ready to run. You just turn the switch, you turn the lights on and this thing's running. Um, from there, I just start plugging in who I need um, in certain roles. Mm -hmm. um, right now I have, I would say two coaches, they're not on the payroll. They kind of just help me out. But one's my fiance. She just passed her um, group training certification. And then I do have another client um, that helped me out this past weekend uh, that does a great job. Yeah. Um, and we're actually discussing, um, you know, if he wants to, you know, hop in on, basically hop in on the payroll and, and, you know, take some classes himself. So, yeah. Um, you know, those are, those are in the works. I, I know I would need at least one or two part-time employees, mm -hmm. right. Um, just to, just so then I could delegate some of that work. I could do more of the back end stuff. Yeah, totally. Some of the things that need more attention on mm -hmm. the, on the day to day. Yeah. That's huge because, you know, that's ultimately, you know, lead flow picks up having more help that's going to aid in now we can go get another location or a bigger location or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, which I always say, you know, the rule of thumb for that is, can we, can we pay our bills for six months with nothing else coming in? Or do we have 10 to 15 K to, to play around with in case the world apocalypse happens or happens or whatever, right? Like being able to, to feel pretty confident in that. And if we do, okay, cool, let's go, let's go do that second location or, let's move into a new location that's bigger, which means more overhead. So yeah, help, help is huge. And that, that's one of the biggest bottlenecks, unfortunately, that I hear is, well, we can't grow because it's just me. And so. And, it, and um, it's really looking for the right mm -hmm. coach, right? I mean, we're, we're always looking to market and, and pick our, our ideal client. Yeah. We need that ideal coach as well. And I can't just have anybody walk in and, you know, Oh, Hey, here, you got the keys to the, to the kingdom. And, you know, then it goes South. So it's, it's, it's just trying to find that right fit. Mm -hmm. And then also approaching that person and be like, Hey, have you thought of doing this as a side career or maybe even a career one day? Like, you know, like it took me. So yeah, it, it's just, it's just maneuvering through those things. Totally. And, you know, the thing is when you're, you're wearing all the hats, I heard someone say one time is, you know, I, I, Thought I was wearing all the hats really well in the business. And then I have new people come in that wear some of the hats better than I do. And oh, yeah. 
that creativity, right? Two, two brands yeah. than one, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. So, um, next question to you here is, and I, I like to ask everybody this, cause I think it's a good learning point for the listeners for sure is what is a current bottleneck? And I know we kind of just briefly talked about one, but if you can, you know, what is a current bottleneck that you're experiencing that if, if it's not pushed out of the way in a timely manner could definitely hold you back from some growth. Yeah. I think it's keeping the clients accountable. Um, you know, if nobody comes in, I'm not making money. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just keeping these clients accountable to their goals, Mm -hmm. making sure, you know, at, at my gym, I'm, I'm recommending them come at least three times a week. That's minimum. Mm-hmm. So if they're not coming in, you know, if they show up twice, I'm on the phone. They don't show up at all. I'm on the phone. I'm just making sure that these clients are, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going above and beyond, but I'm, I, I told them I'm holding them. You know, I'm going to be their second accountability. If they can't hold it themselves, I'm going to be there for them. Um, so yeah. it's just always making, reassuring them that they have somebody there that, that really cares. Um, and once that machine kind of just gets kicked in Mm -hmm. you know you don't I don't see much attrition you know I I don't I don't see those months where it's like five to six members down and I'm like what just happened yeah yeah before my first couple years I I saw that a lot but I wasn't doing that right once I started adding this in you know we we basically just added that 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 level up for for everybody yeah, totally. And, you know, it, it, the, the accountability factor is huge. You know, um, people more than anything, when they pay for these types of services is they really are paying to be held accountable to some, cause they can't do it themselves sometimes. I mean, I literally have a nutrition and fitness coach myself and I, I could go to the gym and do whatever, but I'm realistically paying to, to, to be held accountable to some degree. Um, so, um, what I was going to ask you next is, you know, as you do start to grow and I know cause you're doing a lot of those messages personally yourself right now. Um, do you think that that's going to kind of be something that gets a little hard to take care of when we pick up? Yeah. Um, really it, it's more of the follow-up. Um, I have a system where, and this is through, you know, the mentoring stuff that I'm doing with uh, mm-hmm. factory forge, but you know, th- I mean, it's a system where it sends out automatic text messages. Yeah, that's huge. Good. And yeah. I can personalize them and, and I don't have to be behind the computer all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have the app on my phone. So if a client responds, you know, I could easily send a response to them and I could be in touch and they, they have that personal feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's more of aligning the systems in place so then you know, like I don't feel overwhelmed. And my first year of, of being an owner, I felt overwhelmed because I didn't have these systems. I, I was like, where is that next client coming from? How do I get a hold of this client? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I got to text them and it's 10 o'clock at night, right? So if I have the systems put in place, it plays the role. I'm just there to basically coach it, right? I'm, I'm there on the sidelines, like, hey, go left, go right, you know, yeah. up and down. So um, it's, it's more of having those systems in place and, and being comfortable with your systems, right? I'm, you know, I took a vacation this week. I'm sitting on the beach texting everybody. Hey, you guys good? I'm, I'm following your nutrition, um, you know, food logs and 
you know, hey, make sure you guys do this, do that. But, you know, the systems are already sending those reminders to everybody. Hey, schedule this appointment. Hey, you know, how are you feeling this week? And then I just respond to what they respond to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that automation is huge. And that's the thing is like I, with really any part of, of the business is system systematizing and having that structure, you know, and lead nurture is like the, the fallen soldier that's usually forgotten about in the business, you know, it's like, okay, cool. We have all of these leads here, right? But what good are they if they actually don't show up, right? And then it, but it's still the same amount. It's a, it's a nurturing process for the people we currently have to hold them accountable. So um, that's huge for sure. So that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, do you have some, a way to automate? And you do. So that's huge. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because when a lot of people get started, they really can't do that at first, whether it's, you know, um, being able to pay for something or whatever. So um, getting in those best practices of kind of manually or organically or, you know, whatever, um, until you cap out or get to a point where you're like, okay, cool, I can do, I can utilize these services now um, because I'm not that, that part of growth. But, I, didn't even, I didn't even know the automated you know, I know, like I use Wattify. I know they have an automated system in there, but um, it's not as personable as what we're using. And I never knew about that until I, you know, I joined this program and not a lot of people do promote that, right? They don't, they don't promote those things. And how would we know as, as gym owners or even somebody that's striving to own a gym, right? One day or, or even doing one-on-ones, right? It don't just, know what you don't know. Exactly. Yep. And if it's not put out there in the universe, nobody will know. Yep. Yep. I always say people don't know what they need until it's presented to them or someone tells you like you, you, there's no other way you can know unless somebody tells you or you ask, or but sometimes you don't even know enough to know what to ask. It's just a matter of running into the right people, the right connections. Um, yeah. Something else I wanted to touch on with you is uh, there was, I think a part where you said, you know, they're not showing up and not making money. So are you doing packages or is there any sort of stability in your payment system where it's like a reoccurring? Yeah. So I charge on a weekly basis. Okay. And it was funny. I, I did have a client reach out and he kind of like broke it down mm-hmm. and you know, monthly it's two ten, right? So I, you know, th- this is current membership without, you know, after the 12 weeks, it's 210 bucks. I charge weekly, so it's fifty-two fifty weekly. The yep. reason I charge weekly, and you know, I have a twin brother. He loves the same. You know, we we do the same stuff. We're in the in the fitness industry together. Um, he's just back home in Florida. But years ago, there was a one of the gyms we worked at charged weekly, and he sat down and calculated this out. But you get I think Next one month. or two. You get one or two more extra payments if you so charge long. weekly. It ends up being 13 months versus yeah. 12. Yeah, it's a game changer. So, I mean, just imagine if you had, you know, 50, 100, 150 members paying on that recurring payment, your revenue just shot up, right? So when I set this system up, that I knew I was going to go that route. It's just how I delivered it, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and clients here instead of 210 bucks a month, they hear 5250 a month, it's an easier sell. You know, that's what I was just getting ready to say is it's the way that it's delivered is it, you know, realistically, when they hear 5250, they're like, 
Okay. You know, um, some people really like it to be weekly for, you know, versus a monthly thing, or maybe it just lines up better. And it just, you know what I mean? Rather than seeing two tens drawn out of the account, you know, it's like a, this, it's a way you look at it. It's like, yeah, you know, so it it does. And plus (laughs) for, for you as a business owner, that's huge because it's, yeah, it's an extra month of payments, which Yep. Just huge. Um, yeah. So I, I always encourage people to, to do that when I can, you know, that aren't doing it. And, you know, it can be hard um, sometimes to make that shift is when, you know, you have already, you have, you've been in the game for 15 years and you have all of these clients that's been there for a long time. Like it's not always an easy shift, but it's very beneficial shift. If you're making more money, you can help more people. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's huge. So, okay, cool. So as we're nearing the, the end ish of our time here, um, I would love for you to, and I always ask this, if you could wave a magic wand and the business is like, boom, right where you want it to be, um, what would that be like? And even if it sounds far-fetched, I mean, like, I know. Yeah, um, definitely the, so if I wave that wand, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the facility we had before was a standalone building. It had its own parking. We had a nice outside space. Um, so really just being back in that location would be great or a location like that in the area. Yeah. Um, you know, membership definitely up. And then just having a staff that, you know, that is passionate with the things I want to deliver. You know, yeah. um, I talked to a lot of clients and really just the movement this year of the gym is health right? How can we get healthier? And that's the message I want everybody to, to understand and, and get a grasp of their own health. Um, so if, if I could wave that wand and all that could happen and my staff's delivering the same message, we're perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And it, it definitely because of COVID times and the pandemic, it is everything like priorities have been very shifted in you know the last couple of years as far as like now when we're doing advertising it's like advertising how how clean our space is or it's like this whole new just way to uh, or like a holistic approach like you kind of mentioned um like a recovery element or some of those like more holistic elements to a business which are just becoming more and more of a thing in the industry which thank god um when i started back in 2016 i was like the type of like no days off um i'm gonna kill myself in the gym like it's gonna just suck you know i'm I'm supposed to feel like i got hit by a bus it was like this whole you know and i'm so happy it's like transitioned out of that place so when you mentioned that i was like that that's gonna be huge for you um Okay, sweet. Well, Steve, what I would love for you to do um, is let the listeners know where they can find you on social media, um, as well as the facility, of course. That way, if they're in Macon, Georgia, they can check you out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so our facility uh, name on Instagram is Tao, T-A-O, Training Facility. Um, you can find us Middle Georgia, Macon, Georgia. Um, we're not affiliated with CrossFit we more of strength conditioning based. Mm-hmm. Um, my Instagram, um, my Instagram is paid or sorry, it's paper made cologne. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's P A P three R M A D three underscore cologne C O L O N. All right, Steve, well, it was a pleasure having you on today. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate- and- 
And Jim Lords, I hope you guys gained some value from today's episode. If you liked what you heard today, like and subscribe on all of your favorite listening platforms. If you want to take it a step further from there and be our next guest, please fill out the application form below. We would love to have you. Again, guys, it was Steve Cologne out of Macon, Georgia with Tau Training Facility. And Jim Lords, we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Scott Brewer. Welcome back to Gym Lords Podcast, where we interview real gym owners. Maybe these guys are in the trenches. Maybe they're discovering more about their business and really just building their business knowledge as a whole. Today, I have Daniel... Meza Quadra from Centerville, Ohio, who is the owner of DMC Boxing Academy. Daniel, welcome. Say hello to Gym Lore Nation and then give us that 30-second elevator pitch about your business and where it is today. Okay. Hi. Well, first of all, hi. Hello, everybody. Uh, this is my first time doing a podcast, so if I don't sound very eloquent, I apologize about it. Uh, but basically, I own um, DMC Boxing Academy. Now, this is a very unique type of uh, boxing gym because uh, my target is everyone. When I say everyone, I mean everyone from uh, contenders. I actually do have a, a guy that is ranked uh, in the top uh, in the country. Professional. I do have professional fighters. I have a team of about 30 amateur fighters. And then I have about 75, 80% of my other students is people that they're never going to fight. They're just there for multiple other reasons. Mm-hmm. And when I started this, my, my whole idea was to offer something that is unique, that is different, that allows people in areas or everywhere actually to to have access to boxing and remove the um, misconception that there is about boxing being a sport for only tough people for right. you know the um, it, it used to be called the poor man sport because right, I mean, right. you can you know <laughs> you you need much equipment but it's yeah. not boxing is probably uh, I'm not going to say this for sure, but I think it's uh, from things that I read before and investigations and experience. It's mm-hmm. probably one of the most complete um, the s- trainings there are. 
So if you train, if you if you train to be a, a boxer, mm-hmm. you gotta train everything from head to toes. You mm-hmm. gotta you gotta be strong. You gotta be fast. You have mm-hmm. to have endurance. You have to have uh, good reflexes. Mm-hmm. You move move your 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 feet, your ankles, your knees, your waist, uh, all the way to your to your neck. You work when we went warm up and we work out our jaws. Uh, even if you're not gonna fight, you know, but it's a really, really good workout. It's really different. It's great for stress relief. It's great for cardio. It, uh, it, it's just um, a complete different thing from what people think, you know, and it gives people an opportunity to, to, to do something that they've never done before because they didn't have it available and they had to go to an area where they're not willing to do or they were not very welcoming. You know, I'm not saying that they're mean people or anything like that, but if you're not a fighter, what are you doing here? You know, in my case, that's not the case. You right. can't have a yeah, Go ahead. Sorry. So let me get into this real quick. You've said a lot of really good things that I want to unpack a little bit here. Now, for your community and your clientele, right, who are coming in, not just as boxers, but your everyday average Joe, Mm -hmm. what kind of services are you offering them? Do you have, and talk, talk about the characteristics as well. Um, Do you have like weight training going on? Do you have circuit training going on? Just talk to us about what that looks like. Okay. So first of all, I don't have weight training. I do have very small dumbbells. I mean, from one pound to five pounds i think i have a couple eight pounders but that's it and okay. we don't every day we do have some medicine balls in there we have a bunch of medicine balls that we use and besides that all you need is uh, your body you know and that's uh, that's it that's all you need you have enough weight on your body to do things and it's so funny when i tell people okay we're gonna especially the new people and the guys when i say we're gonna work shoulders today and go get some dumbbells and people go get the five pounds that i said don't nope switch it for two and they look at me it's like no coach i lift every day and i'm telling you two minutes tops they go and they change it because they can't hold it is the type of workout that we do which allows you to to work in a continuous ways and the variation of the exercises that we do is continuous too so we don't stop uh, this is the type of gym when you once you walk in you're working out until you walk out got it and you get your workout done so it's not like i'm going to the gym because it's open 24 hours and yeah oh, i just met my friend i sit down i'd be on the phone and after two hours i only had 15 minute workout that's yeah. not what you get here what is the um solution that your clients are coming to you for? Are they trying to become better in boxing? Are they trying to lose weight? Are they trying to be a part of the community? What does that look like? That's an excellent question. When I first started doing this, I was just doing it for to teach people how to how to how to box. Right. And that's when I was doing this out of my basement and I only have a couple students. Then I opened up, uh, uh, you know, I rented a warehouse and I started getting more people. And the funny thing is, uh, I think it was 80 or 90% of my, of my, my students were females and, mm. and they were coming because they wanted to learn how to defend themselves, you know, mm. something, but then they wanted to get in shape. 
some of them were just curious and then they got hooked. And that is one of the nice things about this gym is I don't have a lot of rotation. I'm not saying I don't, but my rotation is very, very small. I have people that have been with me for five years. Mm-hmm. And um, their conditions, is their, their physical conditions change dramatically. And not necessarily you don't become like a cop, you know, front page of a health magazine type of person. No, but you can do things that you, ca- you couldn't do two, three, four, ten years ago when you were younger. Right. So changes their lives. I mean, I have people that came here to get ready because they were going to go to the um, to the um, uh, Navy SEALs or the Gork, uh, Coast Guard or whatever that they have requirements, physical requirements of the police or whatever. So I get them through the training and they make it. And I mean, a, a lot of uh, the people come for different reasons. Some people just do it for stress relief. Some people have uh, they do have a lot of families, so they do this as a, this is our thing to do. My my daughter and I will go, will do this because it's something that we do outside of everything else. But yeah, the first tell people is once you walk in here, you're going to start working out and you forget about everything. Forget about school, homework, work, you know, food, whatever. Um, yeah. So, so primarily, it sounds like it's transformational. It is, it is. And I used to sell uh, myself as a weight loss program. I have people that lost over 40 pounds, but I don't, don't promote myself like that. I promote, just come here and, you know, work out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, it's a lot more than that. And I think it's pretty clear that, you know, the, the services that you provide can provide many different solutions, which only is going to help you when you're trying to become more attractive to the wider marketplace, right? So let's get into it. Let's let's get let's dive deeper. Let's break it down. Um, the services that you provide, what does that look like? Are you doing group training? Do you do personal training? Do you have open access into your gym? Talk to us about the model. Okay, so. Uh, I'm going to start with the note. I do not have open access to my gym, and there's a reason for that. Uh, one is liability. Uh, if you start throwing punches, you don't know how to do it, and you break your hand. I don't want to get into that. Okay, the other thing is the equipment is uh, some people come to the gym and they think they can kick the back. This is not for that. So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. But uh, also because I don't have the manpower to be there all day and allow people to come whenever, come and go, you know, because I have to be there or someone has to be there to be able to, um, uh, you know, oversee what people's doing there, you know. And so that's the first no. Then everything else is a yes. I do have group classes and I do have private classes. Majority group classes, you know, my, my group, my Premium time for a gym, 6 p.m., 7 p.m., I'm full. Uh, Monday to Friday, Saturdays and Sundays, I have classes. Saturday, actually, I just added, I just broke down the kids' class from the adults because, uh, you know, I mean, there was too many people and there was not enough room. And this is my new mm. gym. I just to this new location about three months ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty much full during the, the peak times. You know, gotcha. I see open availability 
you know, other times, but also I don't want to open more times until I have help because otherwise that means that I'll be a slave in my own gym and I don't want that, you know, because yeah, I, well, real quick, as you noted on that, I just wanted to kind of hone in and focus on that real quick, because I think that that can be a bottleneck often um, in in a business within this industry. A lot of gym owners are taking on the tasks that provide the least amount of return, and that's the coaching and the training, right? So, and, and it's tough because they don't necessarily... Um, have the opportunity to hire people that can become extensions of them, which is basically what's what should be required, right? As the gym owner, like you have your clients, they know you personally, they've been with you a long time. And so you want to make sure that if you're going to bring on help, that they are going to be an extension of you, they're going to represent you and the brand and the business and do all of these great things, right? So in your business for you, do you see having to take on the responsibilities of coaching as a bottleneck right now for the growth of your business? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Shelly, that's the biggest bottleneck I have. I, I, I do have people that work for me, but I don't have anybody full-time because, I mean, because of what I do is a little bit unique and right. I have to normally um, select the people that's going to represent me correctly, you know, right. and they be normally from within people that are already right. my students and, and they can, I don't know what happened. Can you still see me? No, but if you just touch it, it should be good. Okay. Uh, so um, I do have a few people, like I say, that work for me, but they only work several hours because school, because right. they have all stuff like that. I do have, I did have a guy that was um, twice committed to come and work full time for me. He keeps back and forth, but basically, I need someone that is responsible, that knows how to deal with all kinds of people. Because yeah. I can hire, hire a former boxer and having worked with boxers, but I can't take the chance of them working with little girls or stay right. home and, you know, um, lose a little bit of the, of the control or, you know, I don't want any, anything bad happen. So that's the hardest, the hardest um, challenge for me right now is to find the right person. You know, I do have my, uh, one of my, um, my, my son, uh, for but one of my kids, he he has been training since he was little, and uh, he goes to to college now. So when he comes on the weekends, he actually does class for me. And if he's on vacation, then he helps me out. But mm -hmm. it's definitely the biggest challenge is the human factor because yeah. people come and then then they stop. Uh, I mean, for X reasons, how my car broke down or. Mm -hmm whatever i don't want to get into much details but a lot of them are excuses and this is um a sport that or this i think this industry or like any industry actually you have to be passionate about it if you're not passionate about it you all you're gonna be is giving a mediocre service or product and that's not what i'm all about i i i want to 
be the best gym. This is gonna sound very, very um, uh, pretentious. Yeah. I want my gym to be the best gym in the world. I love it. Boston. Okay, love so it. right now I know I'm the best gym in this area already. Yeah, as as little as I've been doing it, and but uh, I'm gonna go much farther, and I know that already. Love it, man. I love it very much, Daniel. So <clears throat> let me ask you this question. If you were, let's just say that you were able to take yourself away from the day-to-day side of things regarding like coaching and management and focus more on the business versus be in it, what mm-hmm. are some of the things that you would immediately be focusing on to grow the business, make it better, make it that best gym in the world that you know it can be? Well, I was I will have time that if I if I'm if I'm able to do that, then I will have time to start putting things. I started putting things in in paper or in a computer, you know, about the processes and the different uh, uh, the contents basically of the training itself, and not okay. only the tra- the administration, the all the other other aspects that uh, revolve around the business. Because if I want to have somebody doing the sales, they yeah. gotta be able to sell the product but they have to know about it they can't sell something if you don't believe in it that's how i think and so i can i can focus on that and 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 i don't know how you call that manual if you wish i don't know what the right word would be that would be one of the first things that i will have to do the other thing that i will have to do is you know uh focus on training the trainers uh, training the employees or the people that um be doing this because if i can do that then i can start opening more locations in in different areas mm-hmm. but then i'll just be making appearances in different places you know overseeing how are they doing and basically helping them to to maintain the level that you know because i put the bar very high and uh, the quality of the training and everything has to be there. If not, you know, I don't want my name associated with with a gym that is not providing the the, the minimum quality of level that I that I expect. And as we talk about this structured development and process development within your business, to where there's this laid out foundation of of how to go about this process, mm-hmm. right? Whether that's programming for your clients, whether that's training for your employees, or whether that's operational and management style where, you know, we're able to, you know, account for the revenue that the business is generating, or we'll able, we're able to account for the marketing that we're doing, or we'll, we're able to put together a sales process, right? All of this falls under the umbrella of your business and structure that you want it to have so it can function efficiently. How come you haven't been able to build this or develop this? Is it just a time factor for you? It, it is a, it, well, it's a combination of a couple of things, but okay. time is the first one. Um, and then keep in mind that one of the things that I think that we can take out of this conversation is that I should have, believing myself a little bit more earlier because I could I could have started doing this about 10 years ago and right. I'll I'll be where I where I want to be 
in a year or two, I would have been there already, you know, and that's just because we as humans like to stay in our comfort area. I yeah. did have a very good corporate job, which actually allowed me to also travel a lot and go to mm-hmm. gyms in different countries and good gyms and spend good amount of time after work, of course. And normally gyms, they don't open until like six. So I will go to a gym for a whole week in Mexico City or in San Juan, Puerto Rico or in, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. And spend time there learning how they were training, learning new things, you know, and some things I already knew, but just looking at how they work and 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 trying to 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 incorporate that to my to my to my um, database of of knowledge, and basically time, and then of course you know COVID got in the way a little bit, and uh, and and resources because I mean I have a family, I have kids, you know, yeah, and I had a lot of uh, financial commitments. Uh, I mean, I should, shouldn't say I had. I still have a lot of financial commitments, but I mean, I'm doing fine. I'm just, I can say, if I knew, like everybody say, if I knew then what I know now, you know, right. I would have done different. Well, that's yeah. my, you know, I mean, I, I like to play it safe. So I never got into a situation where I couldn't afford my lease or I never pay a bill late ever. I always mm-hmm. pay my uh, own time, and 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 things keep 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 growing. And like I say, I have a very very good uh, um, customer or student um, base that are very mm-hmm. supportive, and I think they're supportive because they believe in what I do. Right, and, that's great. Know, that makes a big a big difference. Yeah, that's that's a huge hurdle to come over, right? You, you definitely need the clientele and the community that believes in you, that will stick with you and continue opting into your services. So now that we have that, and we also, I, I want to kind of uh, validate you right now, because it sounds like the self-awareness is probably peaking right now. Like, you know what position you're in, you know what you want and what you want to get after, and you also know what the bottlenecks are or what some of the barriers might be. And you have, you know, a combination of additional responsibilities, family expenses and so forth. And why I'm kind of laying this out right now is it's very relatable to your everyday business owner, right? So for our listeners, what do you see as the number one thing or like the top three things that you would need to propel your business into the next level of things? Uh, Is it money? Is it people? Is it marketing strategies? What is it? Uh, I think that you need all of them. But money, I don't think that is the biggest uh, bottleneck right now because not because I have plenty or anything like that. It's just because the money comes when you're doing things correctly. People is probably the biggest uh, bottleneck in my case. And I think in a lot of cases, because I know other people in other businesses that it takes a little bit of time to build reliable people that you can trust. And for me, uh, trust is probably one of the 
top uh, aspects in, 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 in my priority list for everything. Uh, I do have people that they come and they hand me $150 and I'm like, oh, what is this for? Oh, it's the pair of gloves that you gave me two weeks ago. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about it. But you know, I, I don't have a problem. They, people come and they, you know, I'm not saying I had people that have not paid and things like that, but it's a very, very small percent. So now that's talking about my, my, my students, but when it comes to reliable people that want to really work, you know, and the people that they're not going to call you and they say, I'm having a, you know, a car issue and I'm not going to be able to make it. Okay. That's fine. I'll be there, you know, or whatever. And I, actually I'm the type of guy that uh, when people stop working because this is a specific situation, but because his car broke down, I, I still pay them for the next two weeks and I didn't have to. This is a guy that only works three, three days a week uh, for a couple hours. That's it. Mm -hmm. I paid him for two extra weeks until I say, okay, well, I can't pay you anymore because, you know, sending me pictures of you fixing your car is, I mean, I'm doing the, I'm, I'm doing all the work right now. So you're not helping me, you know, and mm -hmm. why do I throw away money? But I've done that. I have other, other, one of my employees that she had to go on vacation for holidays. Here's my holidays. Um, because her mom lives in a different state. I was like, oh, don't worry. That's fine. I mean, I never stopped paying her or anything like that because, you know, it's not like you, I own vacation or anything like that. I just, uh, I trust that they're going to come back and do the work, you know, and I want them to feel that I, I mean, because I do care. Because I don't want to put people in a situation where they're like tight, you know, and most people respond in a positive way, but not everybody does. So, right. and then the, the, having the whole, the whole, uh, uh, like I say, manual procedure of manual procedures or marketing or everything put in like uh, in writing. That, that is a, a must. That's something that I do have to have because that, that will allow me to go look for maybe partners that they want to invest in and, 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 you know, open something similar to what I have in, or, or a franchise. I, I don't know the name yet. I don't want to get ahead of myself either because I don't know how I'm going to do this. But um, those are the things that uh, I would say that are a little bit of a, a, a challenge at this point you know i think that the challenges are real but i think the majority of the challenges are in the right here people yeah. people make them up because it's an excuse to not move out of your comfort area right i couldn't agree more and in the limited time that we have i wanted to transition into you know marketing i think that marketing is something that is really critical uh, as it correlates to growth. And that's something that's seriously at the forefront of your mind right now. So from a client acquisition perspective, and how many members do you, does your business have, by the way? It's hard to tell, but I think um, around 130, maybe one, around 130, 140. Okay, sweet. So around industry average right now, why isn't it more? Why is it more? That's a good question. Uh, first time, 
I don't I don't want right. to commit myself to more time because then I won't have time for myself. That's the first thing. And again, that goes in hand with the lack of uh, someone to cover for me. Now, I am a believer in the marketing. I I actually used to sell marketing, so I do believe in marketing. Oh, cool. But I had very, very bad, and I want to say again, very, very bad experiences. The last one I had, and I had it twice because I'm, I believe in second chances, was with Yelp. Oh, wow, okay. These people lied to me, and I mean, I just paid 400 and, I don't know, $450 for nothing, for absolutely nothing, you know? And they told me I still have a, another uh, another um, bill coming, and I called them, I called them several times. I actually have one of my students that she actually, she's a PR person for 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 the police department locally. Mm -hmm. So she helped me out with my PR and I put her in charge of these and they would never return the calls. And actually, this is the one thing that happened. I had, cause I, I, I use Yelp a lot and I put my opinion when I go out and I had about 54 reviews. All of them were like five-star reviews, positive reviews. When I started paying for the business one mm -hmm. deleted all my reviews all of them and instead of helping me it's actually made me look worse you know right. so there is i i also had another one called i don't want to advertise for all these people but mind body and i don't yeah. believe in it, it didn't do absolutely it didn't do absolutely nothing for it, it cost yeah. me money you know, but I don't mind paying money. I do have a guy that does my Instagram. He's yeah. out of uh, Venezuela. He okay. charge very, very little. Sweet. I do all the videos. I do all the pictures. I do, I want to say 80% of the work. Mm -hmm. He does 20%. I don't mind because he, the little bit of money that he charges me, it helps him. But he's posting stuff two, two or three times a day on Instagram for me. So I don't even have to worry about it. You know, sometimes he made mistakes because of spelling or right. little, little stuff that I'm like, okay, it doesn't matter, you know, because I'm still getting the, the, the traffic and I'm getting a lot of views and comments and likes and all that stuff. Right. But uh, that's the only marketing I actually doing right now. And then my Facebook, which I do it myself. But that's it. That's that's all I do, and not because I don't believe in it. That's because I I haven't found when I, when I talk to these people at Yelp, it was very specific. I want to open a class at four o'clock, four to five, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and with a discount, blah blah blah. If I can get five students or six students every day, I mean not every day, new new ones, but at least like 15 students to sign up, then that will pay for the ad and make me make me a little bit more money. That it will justify for me to go and work that extra hour. Zero, nothing, no results. And I told them after that, I said, I'm going now they're my enemy. I'm gonna talk bad about them if I have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not an endorser for Yelp anymore. <laughs> no. 
So, okay, so we're doing some things, Instagram, Facebook, you know, you're trying to get the word out there and you also don't mind. Um, you don't, right. you don't, you don't mind, uh, you know, putting the work in and the time in. So what has this yielded for you in terms of client acquisition? Like, let's just, let's look at some quantified data, right? From the last 30 days, how many new clients have we signed up at the business? Uh, last 30 days, I would say, I think, I think I, I just saw the number. I think it was like 18 or 19. 19 new clients we've signed up? Yeah. That's awesome. So, so how are they primarily coming to you? How are, what platforms? Word of mouth. Or Word of Google, mouth? Or Google. Okay, or Google. So, so word of mouth, Google is the primary function. How come it's not working for you in terms of, you know, Instagram or Facebook? Well, I'm not saying it's not working. I'm saying like people find me on Facebook too or Instagram. Yeah. But when people, people that is actually looking for something so specific like a boxing, they're going to Google normally. Right. Yeah. Because it's not like, gyms if you want a gyms you, you can you can go to maps you can go to whatever you know find it or you, you'll drive by and you'll see them you know for me actually unfortunately where i'm located i'm not allowed to put a sign so i don't even have a sign oh, outside really? yeah so that's a bad thing but um hopefully i can change that it's just uh, owners meeting that i have to see if i can get that approved but, um, I'm not going to even worry about that because that's not something that I can do right now. I do have a sign from my previous location and it's, you know, in storage because I, I, I can't put it up. Now, um, um, sorry, I'm just blind. Where were we? <laughs> well, we were, so we were talking about client acquisition and then you, oh, yeah. were, you were talking about word of mouth, Google, and the fact that, you know, you're unable to put signs up. So yeah, so basically, yeah, like people that is looking for a boxing gym is like like surprises parents that oh my son is telling me that he wants to learn how to box, he wants to learn how to box. So I check and usually first place that comes up, on, you know, in the area. So yeah. okay, cool. So he called me, I talk to them, I tell them you can come over here. I don't want you to just sign up. I want you to because I actually have a website and you can go on my website, and you can sign up. And I tell people don't. I tell people don't do it because I want to make sure that when you come here, we both evaluate each other. Yeah. I want to make sure that first you're willing to put the work because yeah. you're not socialized. Even though you, I do have a lot of people that they became friends at the gym a lot. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Um, I, I want you to come here with the mentality that you're going to be working out very hard, harder than you ever have. Mm -hmm. that's not what you want i'm very direct and i tell the parents or the kids listen uh you know what i think that you better off going to i'm not gonna say the name but there's these so-called boxing places that they're not boxing but this is like a zumba class with bunching bags yeah and it's a big chain there there's a couple of those and maybe you better off going there if you're willing to do this i mean i don't mind you signing up but 
you're going to have to sign up for at least three months because you're not going to get results in less than that. You will get results, but not the ones that you're looking for. Right. So right. I have, basically, if you go to my website, it's very black and white. I have three programs. It's three to five, six to 11, 12 and up. Those are the yeah. three programs. I have another one, which is an unlimited, but it's new. And I didn't advertise that very much. And... And that's it. And then the private classes and the price is there. I'm not lying to anybody. Now, if you remember, you get a discount. If you sign up for privates for, for a longer period, you get a discount. That, that's something that we'll discuss in person. When I have people calling me and asking me just for the price, I don't mind. And I, I'm like, actually, I feel compelled to tell them a higher price because I rather have people calling me and asking me what what's my problem? What kind of experience do I have? Mm -hmm. I mean, why do you want to buy something if you don't know? It's like going to to eat to a restaurant and you don't know what, what kind of food. It might be, you might be allergic to the food. So, you know, at least find out where you're going first. You know? right. So people come try the class. If you like it, you can sign up. If you don't like it, you can go home and nothing happened. Yeah, I wish we had more time to get into that discussion because, you know, how we communicate the conversations that we have with uh, these prospects that are calling us or emailing us or even coming in and sitting down for a consultation to learn more, like those, those pieces are absolutely critical. How we oh, talk yeah. to them, right? The initial things that we say, what's important to us, how we create rapport, you know, how we connect with them and how we learn about what their goals are. Like that's everything within that process. And I would love to dive in more, get some examples from you on what that looks like specifically, but Unfortunately, I don't have the time today, and I love ending the show with these two last questions. So for you, you know, we've talked a little bit about what some bottlenecks might be and then what you would be accomplishing if you were able to buy back more time for yourself to get yourself closer to becoming the, the best gym in the world, right? So what do you feel like are some immediate next steps for you moving forward? My immediate steps right now is, again, like I told you before, I, I am in a very, very um, strong search for, for someone, maybe one, maybe two people that are willing to come and, um, you know, work for me, but they have to get the training too. So it's, it's not a, like, you know, uh, you have this experience, you can do this. I might be lucky, who knows, but that's the first thing. And once I do that, uh, then I can start focusing. The next step will be start opening uh, new new times. So uh, outside of the peak times, you know, the right. four o'clock, the, the, I already have a five o'clock, but the four o'clock, maybe at three o'clock, maybe at 11 a.m. in the morning, you know. Now, I like to leave some open, space because I do have privates that are right, throughout right. the um and you know and I, I I enjoy that because I can work on very specific stuff. Right. And I also have time for competition and stuff like that because I don't make any money on that competition but I get a lot of uh name recognition when I take my guys out and yeah. you know if I take ten guys and seven of my guys win. Last time I went to Akron and I took five guys and all five won. Oh, and wow. I had, yeah, and I was the gym with 
I had more fighters than even the people was putting the show together. Oh, so, wow. you know, basically keeping keeping things uh, in perspective is very important. Yeah. But I, I like to do it based on real results and not just blah, 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 you know? Yeah, and um, something that you just described where you are getting recognition, public recognition, um, has to do with community events, right? So you're going to a community events, which is a, 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 fight, a fight that has been promoted, and that's how you're getting your name out there. Something to keep in mind to our listeners. And for you, Daniel, if you were a last question, if you were able to go back to your younger self, knowing what you know today, and tell them the number one piece of business advice that you would give them, what would that be? Uh, well, it, it won't be one word, but it would be two, maybe two things. Is yeah. believing if you really know something, no, no, don't don't go crazy thinking that you know a lot about something that you don't. It's got to be something that you know. So you got to believe in yourself, and you have to be willing to put the work and because it's a lot of work when you first especially when you first start it's a lot of work a lot of sacrifice because uh, you gotta choose if I, I go out i'll work i go eat i'll work uh you know i sleep wait watch tv or i work yeah. and i only work because when it's a passion it's a passion and 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 you're doing something that you're good at that you enjoy and mm-hmm. i'm not it's not time because it is tiring. You know, sometimes it takes a toll on you, especially in this 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 line of work because it's physical. You know, when you're holding meats and stuff like that, you can get injuries. But it doesn't matter. I don't do. I don't. I never have, never have the money as my goal. My goal is. Uh, it's not saying it's not important. My goal is to make sure that people is getting what they're paying for or more because normally they get more. I should charge more, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) well, I appreciate you, Daniel. I think it's been, uh, it's been very great getting that small glimpse into not only your business, but also your mind and how you think about it and your self-awareness and where you're at and what you plan on doing moving forward. So thank you very much for being here. Where can our listeners find you online, man? Um, my website is dmcboxing.com. Very simple, dmcboxing.com. Or in my Facebook, they can look DMC Boxing Academy. And I don't say real. I think there's a fake one there, but you can't see much. But uh, if you go there or my Instagram is dmcboxing. So those are the three avenues i guess that you can people can find me they can google me too if they're local but um yeah we're, i'm 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 we're, we're going places we're going outside here already making connections with people in other states and That's things awesome. like that so yeah you like making connections uh, i love making connections i've done that for years when i was in corporate so i used to be vice president for latin america for a company for for two different companies actually so i've been doing that for about 20 years and i travel all the time and i don't anymore uh not like i used to <laughs> right. but 
during all that time, I did make a lot of friends, a lot of connections. That's why I was telling you that I do have my Facebook. I think I have over 2,000 contacts there. Nice. And, yeah, and, and it's everybody, every one of them I know. Right. It's not just people that wanted to be friends with me. No, it's just people that I actually know. That's the most important thing too, right? Because it's like, you know, there are so many people out there that have a million followers, but only they only know a hundred of them, right? And yeah. they're they're only getting engagement from a hundred of them. That engagement yeah. and characteristic is just very critical. So, yeah, just another uh, just another confident thing that I'm getting from you that you really, you know, you got a good head on your shoulders and. Uh, you really understand, you know, what's required here. So really appreciate the time and the business intelligence and knowledge that you brought to the show. Jim Lord Nation, if you like what Daniel and I had to say today, do not forget smash that subscribe button below in order to be notified of our next episode. Until then, guys, take care and we will see you next time. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.